Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. So I wanted to read a big gulp of that so that you can catch these uh, experiences uh, and fundamentals. So the first one was repentance of dead works. Uh, genuine repentance is an outward manifestation of an inward work. And the reason I say that is because the Holy Spirit works, works on us from the inside, and that is a manifestation on the outside. We all know that once we got saved, there was something that happened on the inside of us. Therefore, we stopped talking the same way. We, we begin to process things differently because now we got something working on the inside that's changing how we do things on the outside. So it's an inward, there's an inward work, but there's also an outward manifestation of that inward work. You can go and listen to the podcast to catch the rest of those. Faith towards God, because once you repent, because you can't get saved without repentance. I don't care if you come down and say a nice little sweet prayer. If you don't repent of your sins, you didn't get saved, right? You have to be sorrowful for how you live your life. You have to repent of those things. Once you repent, then once you turn, the Bible, the Bible also in the Old Testament, the same word for repentance in the Old Testament is the word turn. Once you turn away from your wicked works and you turn towards God, because once you repent, you can't just stay there. Now you got to move towards God. So God takes us from something to something. He brought us out of the kingdom of darkness to translate us into the kingdom of his dear son. He's not just going to bring you out and leave you. He brings you out so that he can take you in somewhere else. Right. So you got to have faith towards God. Without faith, you can't please God. Come on. Hebrews chapter 11. So we got to have that faith so that we can move forward. If you're not being challenged, if you're not being persecuted, if you're not going through something right now, then your faith is not going to be challenged. And you can't exercise by reason of use to know what's good and what's evil. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, faith towards God. Then the third one, uh, and uh, there it is. Once we understand that Jesus is the visible expression of an invisible God, and we come to realize that without the propitiatory work of the cross, we are completely void of purpose, power, and perspective, that's faith towards God. Because God loved us, Romans 5 and 8. He proved his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, he still made a decision to die even though he saw us in the club. He saw us taking those drugs. He saw us drinking ourselves to death. He saw us womanizing and minimizing. That's a new one. I'm, a, I'm calling Webster about that one. Hey, Amen. And so women, women, women can do it too. Come on. That, that, that minimizing. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all do it too. Y'all, not just the men, but the women can, can roll through some brothers. The doctor of baptisms. See, y'all want me to move on. You see that? Y'all want me to move on. So I'm going to move on. The doctor of baptisms. You notice it's plural because there's more than one. The first one is the baptism into the body of Christ. The next one, you can get baptized in water like we did a couple of weeks ago. And you can get baptized by Jesus Christ, which is being baptized by the Holy Spirit, where there's an evidence there. You speak boldly the word of God. You prophesy. And you also have a beautiful heavenly language. It's three of them. We should all operate in them all. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And if this is fundamental, then why so many Christians don't even understand about being baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence? Then laying on our hands is not a Pentecostal thing. It's a God thing. Yes. We're supposed to be laying on our hands. The Bible said, call the elders of the church. Let them anoint the sick. Laying hands on them. Amen. Those are the leaders of the church. But don't you know that you can go and lay hands on your auntie and on your brother, on your sick child? You have the same authority and anointing on your life so you can rebuke the devil off of your family members. Why? Because you got something on the inside that has a manifestation on the outside. And when you say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, 
The same power operates through you that operates through me. Amen, somebody. That's laying on our hands. And the Bible says lay hands suddenly on no man, and that's talking about putting leaders in place. You're not supposed to lay hands on everybody to be leaders in the church. Everybody can't be a leader in the house of God. There's a lot of them want to be, but they ain't ready yet. They're still immature and prideful and selfish. Amen. You see, y'all want me to move on. Resurrection of the dead. That's where we are today. All right. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is where I want to start. 2 Corinthians 5.17, because we need to understand some things about the resurrection of the dead. The Bible says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Somebody say, he made me new. Somebody say, he made me new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So in other words, saints of God, the moment you did repent of your sins, the moment that you did receive Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, you are a new creation. God did something new inside of you, something that has never happened before. In other words, you died to the old Adamic nature. You died to the old Adam nature. The old nature of man, that nature that says, I want you to do any and all things to please me. Come on now. You know when you got saved, that old nature didn't die. Glory to God. You know that nature didn't die? As soon as you got saved and walked out the church, that old nature started rising up. And if it didn't, you lying to yourself. Come on, somebody. That old nature always wants you to look. That old nature always wants you to be depressed. Yes, it does. That old nature always wants you to worry about something. Even when you shouldn't be worried about it, he wants you to worry about it. You're worrying about stuff for somebody else. You, you're taking over somebody else's burdens. And Jesus said you shouldn't even carry your own burdens rather than the burdens of somebody else. He said cast your cares on me. So while you carry the burdens of other people, you got friends that are dump on you and you feel worse when they leave. Why? Because you're trying to take their burdens and your burdens. God never told you to do that. And why are you saying, well, come and tell me all your stuff? No, come on and tell the Lord all your stuff. He can handle it. I can't handle your burdens. But we're going to talk to the Lord about it. Amen. I got three people that's with this message so far. Okay, let me. All right, I got to get the rest of y'all into this. Amen. Praise the Lord. I must be getting hot right now. Hallelujah. So you are a new creature. Somebody say, God made me new. See, that's the experience of being a Christian, that you're not the old person anymore. God has resurrected some new life inside of you. You got gifts and talents inside of you now that God can tap into. You got people that God can introduce you to. You got places that you need to be. You got opportunities that have been sitting there for years, but God couldn't open a door until you came to him. Because you are a son, and as a son, you have an inheritance. You're no longer an orphan waiting for somebody to hand pick you out. Now you are a son, and God said, I already picked you out. I picked you out before you was ever born. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. Mean you mean why do I have to be in fear when God picked me out before I was born? Scared of you. Devil can't rob me because he can't get in my house. You lock the house down with the light, the brother can't get in. Hallelujah, somebody. Let's get some more of this book. Y'all want some more of this book? I'm just now getting fired up. My head is sweating, so. It must be something going on over here at this altar this morning. Luke chapter 9. Go to Luke chapter 9. Turn left. Praise the Lord. Turn left. Luke 9, 22. Let's get some more of this book. I'm going to go ahead and read while you turn there. Luke 9, 22 says, uh, 9, 21. 
And he strictly warned and commanded them, talking about his disciples, uh, to tell them this, uh, to tell this to no one, saying, the Son of Man must suffer many things. Somebody say he had to suffer. So I know we typically don't like to talk about suffering. However, we have to talk about it. And the reason we have to talk about it is because if you don't suffer, you would never have faith. If everything right. is good all the time, right. you'll stop praying. That's right. You will absolutely stop praying. You'll stop calling out the name of the Lord. That's right. Why? Because everything is good. What That's I got to right. call the Lord for? Amen. Amen. This is typical. Let me tell you why. This is not because you're a bad person. It's because your nature is bad. So you got that old Adam nature inside of you. The Adam nature don't want to call out to God. That's, That's right. why he kept talking to the devil. That's right. Come on. Am I talking to the right church today? I wish y'all can catch this with me, man. Get excited with me on this thing because this is what God is doing. He's trying to kill us. He's trying to kill that old Adam nature in us. Why? Because he wants to bring resurrected life inside of us. And a lot of us can't live that resurrected life because we are allowing the enemy to take us back to the dead life. That life where you know you shouldn't have been there in the first place. You know you were out of sorts. You remember you was in the club and didn't want to be there. You started drinking, but you didn't want it. You started eating the wrong things. Your belly was messed up. You started hanging out with the wrong people, and they started talking stuff, and you looking at them like they got three heads. Why? Because you know you shouldn't be listening to that kind of nonsense. That's right. That's right. right? And then you don't want to hurt their feelings. You say, well, you're just trying to be nice, but at the same time, they are drawing out the new man out of you. Yeah. And then you walk away from them cussing and fussing. Why? Because they just took the, old, the new man, and now you're walking in the old again. Okay, I, all right. This, this one is for me, Lord. Thank you for this word. This is just for me. Praise the Lord. He suffered, therefore we must suffer, saints of God. He was rejected. You're going to be rejected. Everybody's gonna like, not going to like this message. You, you, they rejected him, and he is God. So you know they're going to reject you. It's okay, boo. Jesus said they're going to reject you. It's in the word. Amen. They rejected him. Uh, and, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Somebody say resurrection from the dead. Then it goes on to say, then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. A lot of times people read this text and they take out the part about denying himself. They just say, if anyone come after me, take up the cross and follow me. Well, you ain't taking up nothing until you deny that flesh. Amen. Why? Because you can't live in the flesh at the cross. The cross kills the flesh. Amen, somebody. You, you, that the flesh is dead at the cross. That's why when you start talking about the cross, your flesh starts acting up. I don't want to talk about the cross. Why? Because at the cross is where you die. The altar was a place of death. Not one animal in the Old Testament walked away. They all died. Why? Because without the dead, there will be no sacrifice. Until you're willing to die to yourself, you can't give him a proper sacrifice. See, we're all trying to live. I want to live. I, I, want, I want to prove to people how good God is. Look how much stuff I got. I want a new jet. No, brother, you the one going to die. Why? Because it ain't about jets. It's not about buildings. It's not about how many people come into your conferences. It ain't about none of that mess. 
It's about God wanting to kill your flesh at the foot of the cross. Can you die before the people, not live before them? Okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm going to keep going with it. Y'all all right? So you got to deny that flesh, saints of God. You can't pick up your cross unless you die to the flesh. We got too many flesh preachers. Just preach it in the flesh, man. It's all about stuff and get this new stuff and come get that stuff. God wants you to be rich. No, God wants you to die. This is not a popular message. I know it ain't. I ain't trying to be popular. I'm trying to save your soul. Because you can get the house, you can get the car and all that stuff and still die and go to hell. No, I'm trying to get you into heaven. See, your name must be written in the book of life. That's the only thing that I care about. That you get your name in the book. Somebody say, God. I want to make sure that my name is in the book. But see, the Bible teaches us if your name was in the book, you know God can take your name out of the book. So this one save, always save is not true. If God can take the name out of the book, obviously your name was in the book in the first place. And God says, oh, go read Revelation. And God said, hey, if I got your name in there, he said, I can blot your name out. Even Moses talked about it. Moses said, God, blot out my name from your book, God. Because of the rebelliousness of the people, Moses stood between God and the people. Why? Because he was a man of God, and he knew they were tripping. Kind of like the church today. No, you're going to get truth up in here. I'm going to give you truth if it hurts. I'm going to still give it to you. Amen. 24 says, for whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. For whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? And is himself destroyed and lost. Lose his soul for whomever is ashamed of. Here we go. I told y'all I was going to come to this verse. He said, for whomever. Man, we, listen, y'all better underline this, highlight it, memorize it, put it on your window, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, put it on your hands. Write it in your hands like when you used to cheat on tests. <laughs> Maybe that was just me. I don't know. I did. I did a couple of times. He said, whosoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes into his own glory and in his Father, and, and, and his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. So in other words, saints of God, if you're going to be ashamed to say the name of Jesus in front of man, Jesus said, I'll be ashamed to say your name in front of my daddy. I think this means something, saints of God. I think this means that you should never be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You don't back down from people that's in Islam. If they can talk about Allah, I can talk about Elohim. Amen. Somebody? No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Them Jehovah's Witnesses are giving out that false crap. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just stand with them. Be friends with them. What are you running for? Why can't you be friends? Just talk. Yeah, they're going to throw Greek on you. Go study Greek. I don't care. You can know it in Greek, but do you know it? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Do you know what the scripture is actually saying? You might be saying it in Greek and Hebrew, but can you break that thing down for me? Are you living it? Amen. So listen, God, this, this is, this, we have to be friendly. We, we can't be judging everybody. Stop all that judging stuff. Just be friends with people. Listen, stop trying to debate. I don't debate anybody. As soon as they find out I'm a preacher, they want to debate stuff. And I, I shut them down because I ain't debating truth. I know the truth. I'm going to heaven. So I don't have time for that. Now, if you want to learn the truth, I can talk to you about it, but I'm not going to sit here and debate you. I don't have time for that. Paul said you don't have time for these 
fables and uh, unproductive conversations. Oh, I'm going to get them saved. No, you're not. You're going to get mad. That's what you're going to do. And once you get mad, they already won. Because that's all they want to do in the first place. Right? So people come to me and they say, you know, I know you're a Christian, so I want to ask you a few questions. I, and first thing I said, I said, are you sure you want to go down this road? Because I would rather go to lunch and we eat and we continue to be friends. Right? So let's just forget about talking about religion and God and all this other stuff. Let's just be friends. Let's just get to know one another. Praise the Lord. And you'll understand why I live for Jesus. And I might understand why you live for whoever you live for. You live for yourself. Or, you, or you're a borderline atheist, but you're an agnostic, but you don't realize you're an agnostic, so you say you're atheist. Because right. Right. they normally, they're not atheists. They're agnostic. They don't know what to believe. But they do, atheists believe in something because they're always trying to take the cross out of something. If there's no power in the cross, why are you always talking about it? If there's no power in it, then shut your mouth. That's the first thing I ask them. Well, I mean, why are you trying to remove crosses if God is not real? Because <laughs> they know God is real. Hello, somebody. Amen. So they're more agnostic than atheists. Hey, amen, amen, amen. Am I talking to the right folks? So I don't, I don't ever want to get to heaven, and I get before the Father, and Jesus says, uh, Dad, you know what? You know, he's ashamed of us. Because he wouldn't even talk about us in front of man. Man, that, that's not going to be my testimony, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about Jesus. You know, I, I got to, man. Jesus is the one that I talked to when I was getting all that radiation in my body. He was the one I talked to when I didn't know which way this cancer was going to go. He's the one I talked to. Right? And then when I got home, they were the ones I talked to. Amen? And so, so uh-uh, no, nobody's going to talk me out of what Jesus has done in my life. Because a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. You can argue all day long, but brother, I got an experience with Jesus Christ, and you can't ever take away my experience that I've had with this man. Therefore, we, you can argue with me all day long, but you can never take away the fact that Jesus Christ healed my life. Tell me, tell me how many documented cases where Buddha healed somebody. Tell me documented cases where Allah healed somebody or Muhammad healed somebody. Even in the Quran, the, the Quran says that Jesus was a healer and a prophet. Even in the Quran, it says Jesus is a healer, not even Muhammad. Huh? Okay, so let's keep on reading this book. Man, I'm telling you, this book, this book will save your life, man, I'm telling you. So Jesus said, I have to go so I can die. He knew this, guys. Why? Why was that important? Go to Hebrews chapter 2. So everything in the Bible has to confirm itself, guys. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. This is why we have to stay in the word of God on Sunday mornings. You can't just get some little scripture text and then you think that that's it. No, you got you to gotta roll through this Bible, man. It will confirm itself and let the Bible do the preaching. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Insomuch as then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. Jesus shared in the same. That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Through death, Jesus brought death. Jesus had to die so that he can experience death just like us. If Jesus had not died, how can he talk to us about being resurrected? Amen. Amen. 
In other words, saints of God, how can you take somebody to a place you've never been? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Amen? Exactly. See, sometimes when you minister to people, you need to realize where you came from. See, I can't talk to a drug addict that's on crack. I can't talk to them. I can, I can minister to them as best as I could. I have no idea what that's like, right? I would try to find somebody that has an experience with that, that has been delivered from it, or, or somebody that has an experience with cocaine or uh, methamphetamines or uh, any heroin or uh, anything like that, right? But, but I, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't pull them into my story because I don't have one. I, I can tell them about the saving grace of Jesus Christ and the deliverance of Jesus. I can be a friend. I can talk to you. But I can't empathize with you because I've never been there. Right. Amen. But if you want to talk about alcohol, oh, boy, come on, come on, come on up in my house and sit down for a second. Because I can talk to you about that kind of stuff, that kind, that kind of sin. I can talk about that, right? I, I can pull you into my stories. I can talk about Jesus being a healer. I could talk about how I have cancer rip, ripple through my body and Jesus took that stuff out of me. I had to go and through, do what I had to do, due diligence with the doctors. Amen. And so I could talk about those kinds of things, but Moses couldn't even take the children into the promised land. Why? He had never been there. That's why Joshua took them over. Why? Because Joshua had been there. He went over there with the 12 spies. You know, it was Joshua and Caleb that came back and said, we can take these jokers. And it was the 10 that said, oh, (laughs) uh, we be as grasshoppers to them in our own sight. And the people listened to the ten rather than the two. That's and guess right. what? The ten and the rest of the people died. That's right. Why? Because they listened to the wrong voices. Let me tell you something, saints of God. Don't listen to the wrong voices because they may hinder you from getting your promises. That's right. Amen. And sometimes, sometimes the greatest enemy will lead you to your greatest victory. And while we look at that like, oh, that's a big one. Oh, that mountain is big. Oh, this struggle is big. That Boy, you better stop looking at that as a struggle. Man, that's your victory right there. That's your giant. You got to wind up your gift and knock the giant out and cut his head off. Amen, somebody. That's what God is doing. What is he doing? He's trying to train you to be mature. Through death, he destroyed him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Now the devil can't use death to scare us. Because we don't grieve as those that don't have hope. Amen. Amen. We got hope, saints of God. Your, your loved ones that are gone, that were saved, you're going to see them again. Yeah, you missed them on the earth right now, but you will see them again. But those who weren't saved, Amen. you really grieve for them. Amen. But because we are, because Jesus defeated death when he died and rose again, now we don't have to fear death. The enemy can't hang that over our head anymore. Death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? No, you don't have that over me now. Yeah, you can take me out, but I'm going to still live forever. I'm going to still be with Jesus. If you take me away from this earth, I'm going to still be with Christ. Good grace of life. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to leave yet. I feel like I got other stuff that God wants me to do. But if God comes and says, John, it's time for me to take your life, leave me alone. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. No more weeping and crying. You right there with Christ. Be absent from the body, present before the Lord. Absent, present. Yay. Ain't no hesitation. As soon as you close your eyes and Jesus said, come home, I'm home. Praise God. Hallelujah. And sometimes your loved ones was in so much pain, you got to let them go. You don't realize how much pain they're in. And they're holding on for you. 
but they're riddled with, with, with cancer and, and, and chemo and, and all kinds of stuff, and they're hurting and they're painful. And I know it's, I know it's painful you for you to let them go. I know it's painful. But sometimes, guys, they got to go to the other side so they can experience the healing. Amen. And I grieve with you. We weep with those who weep. My heart breaks just like your heart breaks because they're not here. I wish Daddy would have been here for the 4th of July. But, guys, I'm going to see him again. And, yes, sometimes you'll see them in your dreams. <laughs> They'll come back and see you. They'll talk to you. They will encourage you, too. I know that's what Daddy did for me. I wasn't there when he died, and I asked God, please, God, let me see him again. And he came to me in a dream, and he gave me some things that I needed, and I'm operating in those things in my life right now that he gave me. Saints yeah. of God, the resurrection of the dead is the most powerful thing that we can talk about today because we who die we're not dying like everybody else we will be with the father we'll be in heaven now you guys seeing this with me saints of God this this is a depth that we don't even talk about in the church anymore because we're too busy trying to buy a new Cadillac this 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 is what's important about what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us This is the essence of what church is all about. It's about you understanding who you are in God, that we can weep with one another. We can can touch one another's uh, feelings right now. Right now, I'm I'm connecting with you right now. Why? Who does that? The anointing of God is what does that. Why? Because we're many members, but we're one body. We all, when one of us hurt, all of us hurt. And that's why we got to stop talking about one another and start lifting each other up in the house of the Lord, building each other up in the house of the Lord. You don't have to think on the same doctrines, but you can still be brothers and sisters. That's the kind of stuff that's killing the church, saints. And the devil's sitting back laughing, fighting in church, pastor getting people pregnant in the church. This is, a, this is some nonsense that's going on. We got to get it right, saints. We got to get it right. That's why we got to go back sometimes to the fundamentals uh, look at book of Revelation, Revelation 1 and 18. I'm going to just read it. Jesus said this. He said, I am he who lives and was dead. You seeing that? I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Proving the fact that he died, he rose again right there in the book of Revelation. And then he said, I got something. He said, I got the, heat, I got the keys to hell and death. Yeah. The devil don't even have the keys to his own kingdom. <laughs> he don't even have the keys to his own kingdom. Jesus said, I got the keys yes. to hell and death. Yes. Keys give you access. Yes. You realize we got some keys too? Jesus taught us in two places in the, in the gospels that we have the keys to the kingdom. Amen, somebody. Amen. Keys give you access or keys can lock something down. Oh, come on now. Let me tell you something. It's a travesty when, when saints don't know what keys you have. See, keys will allow you to unlock. Okay, so, okay, let me, let, me, let me share. Let me go there with you for a second. This word are keys. 
There is a key in this Bible that can lock stuff down. But there's also keys in this Bible that can open things up. But if you try to take a key that's supposed to lock something and you try to open something, then what's going to come out is not going to be for you. This is why we must understand doctrine. Because a false doctrine would be a key to open up you access to something that's not right for your life. And you are operating and walking in something that is not your inheritance. My, 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 my. This is why we got to study this Bible. This is why we must understand what's in this thing for us. Right? Yeah, I can preach it all day long. But listen, saints, you should never get more growth from my preaching than your studying. Do I need to repeat that? Does that that make sense? You should never get more growth from my preaching than your own studying. Because if you do, you're going to start relying on me and what I'm studying and not relying on you and what you're studying. See, see. This is why, guys, you got to be in the right place. You got to be in the right place. You get people, all they talk about, my pastor said this, my bishop said that, my apostle said this. But what is God saying? I don't care nothing about what your bishop said. What is God saying to you? Your bishop ain't your God. Don't you ever go out there and say, well, Pastor John said this. You better know what God is saying. Start quoting God and stop quoting men. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I went out there on a tangent. I'm sorry. So let me, let me come back a little bit. Let me come back. So others die because they are born. Christ was born so that he might die. And let me say this statement here. And if you guys give me five more minutes and, I'll, and I'm going to wrap this up. Let me say this statement. Uh, more like 10 minutes. Uh, probably 15. So, so <laughs> let me say this statement. Intimacy. Let me say this. Intimacy comes out of suffering. I know, I, know, I know at first when you hear that, you go, I don't know. Into me, see. Into me, see. You see it? Into me, see. What God is trying to do is to see into me. Out of him seeing into me through intimacy, he reveals to me Things that don't represent him. So this is what he does. He will point out stuff. He said, see? (laughs) See? He says, see? And then when you say, oh, I see, he said, into me. Because once he says, see, and you say, oh, I see, then he says, into me. When you repent of what you see, then you go into Now you can see as he see. See, this is removing the plank out of your. And a lot of times you can't remove the plank because you won't let him see. Good. Grace up. Well, I'm preaching better than y'all letting on right now. I bet you that. See, that, that's the issue. The real issue is 
I don't want him to see because if he sees something I've been trying to protect for all of these years, then he's going to expose me as the fraud I am. That's what he does. He wants, to, he wants to expose the fraud in you. Perpetrating. That's what he's doing in all of us saints. Me, me, me. That's what he's doing to me. He said, no, you fronting. I am fronting God. I'm sorry. Man. Right? Because with him, you, you, you just caught. It ain't no, you can deny it, but he said, look, I see. You can deny it all day long. And the more you deny it, guess what? the more he stops pointing out what he sees. And then eventually, his light, because here it is, his light is so bright, even when you don't want it to be exposed, he sees it anyway. Even if you try to hide it, he says, I see right through it, because light reveals darkness. And so the more and more you reject it, the more and more he pulls his light back. And it ain't nothing worse for any Christian is for a Christian who don't get convicted. Amen. Why? Because he stops pointing out what he Amen. sees. Amen. Because he kept pointing out, he kept pointing out, he kept telling the children of Israel, you're backslidden, you selfish jokers. He said, you better come back to me, you better come back to me. If you don't come back to me, here comes Babylon. Boom. The Babylonian kingdom came in there, man. Then they turned. After that, they turned. Then the Assyrians came. Right? They crying, oh, God, oh, God, we turn back to you. Yeah, because you're suffering now. Out of suffering comes intimacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then, then everything got okay again. And then what they do? They went right on back doing the yeah. same old stuff. Yeah. They start bringing in Baal worship into the temple. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. That's when Joel started prophesying. He said, judgment is coming. And judgment came. Wow, with the locusts and the canker worms yeah. and the pummel worms. They start eating up everything. They didn't even have a sacrifice to take to the temple because the locusts ate it up. You know what God said? I'm going to take everything that yeah. you've been focused on so that you can focus on me. Yeah. That's what he's doing now in the church. He's taking it all. He's taking it all. He's taking it all so you can focus right on him. And you might be saying, God, you know, I've been praying for this for 10 years. God said, you don't need it. What do you need it for? You don't need it. You need to focus on me. He said, if I give it to you, you will walk away from me. He sees the beginning from the end, saints of God. You can't reveal anything. You can't give no revelation to God. There's no revelation we can give God. When God asks us a question, he ain't asking us because he wants to know something. Right. He already knows. Yeah. Right. You don't know. Right. He's asking you so that you can spark revelation in you, not because you can give him wisdom. Come on, man. That's good. That's good. Okay. All right. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me, can I give you just a little bit more? Okay. Let me give you some more. Go to Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. Philippians, is this making sense at all, guys? Again, I, I, I know I get loud, but, man, I get so excited about this stuff because it is the word of the Lord. It is what God is doing. Praise God. And T, for this last piece, this is just going to be for the church, so we can go ahead and close down on that, that Facebook Live. Some stuff just going to be for people who are here. Uh, they want to get the rest of it. They should have been here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Pastor, you shouldn't have done that. But next time when you preach, you do it all. Amen. Hallelujah. So this, this is for the folks that are here. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. Are you there? Yes. Paul says this, that I may know him. So let me, let me pause there for a second. 
genosko, genosko. That's the Greek word, genosko, that I may know him. The word genosko means intimately. We just talked about into me, see? So Paul is saying that I may know him, that I may be intimate with him. Why? Because Paul is saying, I want him to see into me. Because he saw into me when I was killing Christians, and he knocked me off of my high horse when I was on my way to Damascus. So he knocked me off of my high horse. We just read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that he was the last person that Jesus revealed himself to because even Paul said, who are you, Lord? He called Jesus Lord. So he was the last person. That's why he said, man, I was like born out of sort because I was persecuting Christians. In other words, Paul was saying, I should not be qualified. Yes, yes. Saints, I'm, I hope I'm encouraging somebody because maybe the enemy is trying to tell you perhaps for what you've done in your past, it, you're not qualified to be used by God. But I came to tell you that the devil is a liar. You are qualified because God is the one that does the qualifying. Amen. And let me tell you something, saints of God, usually the people who've been through the most hell and, and, and hurt people the most are the people that God used. Amen. Look look at me. It's the one God used. I put people through some hell. I ain't lying. I, I put my mama, my mama knees are ate up because of me. Man, I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for the prayers of my mama my, and my, my daddy and her mama. And I got saved. Because of a tape, tape series. This goes to show how long ago it was. It was a tape. It was a cassette. I'm telling my age now. Yeah, it was, I know. I know. I know these young folks are cassette. What is a cassette? Where you, where, I don't even know how to plug this in. Where's the USB on this cassette? <laughs> so it was a cassette. It was, it was, it was by uh, T.D. Jakes. And uh, it, I don't even think you can get it anymore. And it was called PMS for men. Yep. Power, money, and sex. And man, I read that. I, I listened to that thing until it broke. And I listened to the point to where, you know what, I got to get my life right. And that was a starting point for me to get saved. Right? And so the, I love that. But I don't hype up Bishop Jakes. He was just preaching the word of God. Right? That came from the Lord. Amen. And so you, the people that is in your lives, man, that's praying for you, man, I thank God for the people who are praying for me, that, 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 that God knocked me off of my high horse, right, like Paul. So Paul said that I may intimately know him. Now, Paul wrote, you know, maybe 14 books of the New Testament if, if you count Hebrews, right? And so this is a man who has been used mightily by God, but this is a man that says that I may know him. And you would think if he wrote so much word, that he already, so this goes beyond just that surface knowing God. Yeah. Amen? It goes beyond your Bible study time. This goes beyond your little devotion. This goes beyond your little church attendance. Because everybody can go to church. See, see, this goes beyond your speaking in tongues. Yeah, you're hearing me here. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I'm finna mess up somebody. This goes beyond your tithing. Because you can tithe and still be a sinner. You can give 10% and just sin all week long. And then you think God accepts it. Just because that preacher did. Oh, my God! Let me rip some stuff open about that tithe. 
So many folks, man, are still slaves in the church of God under the tithe. Oh, God, is, God said if he died to free us, then we're supposed to be free indeed. And then how can we be free if we're still slaves to the tithe? Oh, come back on another day. I'll teach you all about that, and I'll rip the Bible open for you. Amen? But Paul said that I may know him. See, if you don't know him, you'll put the tithe over your church attendance. You'll put that over your sin. You'll put that over everything. Well, I did give the church my tithe, so how you living? Okay, so he says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. But check this out. You see that last piece? What's the last piece? And the... You, you see that word fellowship? You see that word? Yes. That word fellowship yes. is the same word for communion. Yes. See, in other words, saints of God, he's saying when you learn how to commune in suffering, then you learn how to operate with his power. Are you seeing this with me, saints? Yes. See, I had flipped it. I thought... I operate in his power so I will know how to suffer. That is not it. Until I learn how to fellowship in suffering, then I will know how to operate with power. And here's the reason. It's one word. It's one word. It's called humility. <laughs> See, if you try to operate in this power and you don't understand suffering, then that power will go to your head. And then you become haughty. Can't nobody say anything to you. Can't nobody correct you. Why? Because you got on a bishop's robe. Bruh, just because you're wearing a robe don't make you exempt from, having, from making mistakes or being corrected. Hey, am I talking to the right folks today? You mean a bishop can make a mistake? They do it all the time, just like you do. You're not exempt because you look good on that stage. That's why my wife will tell you, man, they would try to bring me up and they want me to sit up there on a, I, uh, I get like a little kid, man. I'm like, no, I'm not going up there. And they almost force you. Come on, Reverend. No. Uh, I want to go. <laughs> That's what's going on on the inside. It's like, can I don't know. I, I, um, 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 politely, I said, you, you know, I just want to sit right here with my wife, and I just want to worship. I really don't want to be in front, I'm, 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 but thank you anyway. Okay, Reverend. Then we good. All right, praise the Lord. Sister, I just came to preach the word. You, uh -uh. Well, and the, or, or they ask you, what, are you, what do you want me to call you when we introduce you? Uh -huh. I go, John. <laughs> <laughs> and just, these looks are like, Okay, Reverend. <laughs> right? See, this is the kind of stuff that's killing the church. This is why we got to get back to being brothers and sisters in the Lord. I love you as my brother and my sister, guys. You don't have to call me no title. I already know what God called me to do because the call is not who I am. The call is what I do. Amen? I taught you guys that. It's what you do. It's not who you are. Who I am is John Lawson, John Fitzgerald Lawson, by the way. Don't y'all talk bad about my middle name. <laughs> That's my government name, amen? <laughs> Don't y'all call me by my government name, amen? And so, <laughs> but that's who you are. But listen, I want you to operate with power. But saints, I have learned 
I have learned that until we learn how to fellowship in suffering, we really won't know how to operate with resurrected power. Because why would he resurrect you if you're not even dead? And listen to me carefully. And I don't know if you've ever heard this statement before. But the Holy Spirit don't raise anything that's not dead. Jesus had to die first. And he rose with resurrected power. So if Jesus had to die first, what do you think we need to do? And he's God. Come on, really? Come on, pastor, really? We got to die to the flesh. Come on, pastor. That's, that's the old stuff. We don't have to do that anymore. We can just show up at church now. Yeah, how's that working out? Amen? So let me give you the rest of it, and then we, 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 we're done. Being conformed to his death. Conformed. The Bible says, don't be conformed to the world. Don't be changed to act like the world. But be ye transformed, the Greek word metamorpho, where we get the English word metamorphosis. It means we have to change. And the first thing that needs to change is this mind. Right? Because this mind will drive this heart. That's why you have to be careful, single people, about falling in love. Because once you fall in love, your mind turns off and you're driven by your heart. And your heart will sometimes drive you in the wrong direction if you turn your mind off. This is why when people try to say stuff, you know he's wrong for you. What you talking about? He loved me. See, they can't think. Why? Because they cut the mind off because the heart is in it. And especially if you've already laid down with the person. See, see, you don't hear this kind of te- you don't hear this kind of preaching. That's fornication. It's, it's in the Bible. And we act like, oh, the pastor said the F word. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. I'm going to say it. I don't mind saying it because once you lay down, you're giving them the most precious part of you, ladies. And guess what? When you do it, you get up, turn this off, and turn this on, and then everything is everything. Oh, but he loves me. (laughs) Yeah, sure he does. All right, since y'all don't want to hear that, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. This is what it's about, saints of God. Is about us dying to this flesh while we are on the earth so that when Jesus comes back, that which is corruptible will be raised incorruptible. Because the Bible says when we see him, we shall be like him. Glory to God. Isn't that good stuff, man? Because, see, people are going to be running when that sky cracks open. Right? Because the Bible, because the Bible said that Jesus is coming like a thief in the night. He's not coming like a thief to Christians. That's to those that are backslidden Christians and wicked. Yeah, he's coming like a thief in the night. He don't come like a thief to Christians. Why? Because we expect his coming. Read the Bible. It's in there. It's in there, baby. No, I have an expectation. Boom. Yes. (laughs) Come on, Jesus. <laughs> While other people running. <laughs> oh, 
no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, we, we expect his coming. I don't know when he's coming back. It can be today. It can be tomorrow. It can be next week. I don't know when he's coming. But saints, I just want my name written in the book. Amen. Don't you? Amen. Come on and give him some praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.